You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have a repeat guest, Nikki Dunn. She's the one who had the crazy anesthesia reaction, and she had more stories, but I had so many questions about that that we didn't have time to go into them. So here she is again. Nikki is a working full-time wife and mom of three. She spends what little free time she has taking kids to sports and other activities and making food they refuse to eat. She's a freelance writer, aspiring novelist, and IMDb trivia submission enthusiast. She grew up in Washington State but currently lives in Phoenix, Arizona. She's also an Irish Aries Enneagram 6 with OCD. Nikki, thank you so much for coming back on with me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, it's so much fun. Okay, well, listeners, Nikki and I have just been catching up over the last 15 minutes because <laughs> it's been a while since we talked and so much is going on in both of our lives. But um, let's just do a couple of rapid fire questions we didn't get to last time. Sure. All right, what is your love language? I'm a, a split physical touch and words of affirmation. Okay, awesome. I say to that, your husband's a lucky man because I'm like a porcupine. I'm not a physical touch person and oh. he is. So it it doesn't like occur to me to put that kind of olive branch out, you know, yeah. now that I've learned about it, I've been able to give that to him so much more. I mean, there's, there's the obvious sexual intimacy that occurs in any healthy romantic relationship, but it's so much like the hugging and the touching that he needs, especially when we're, you know, disagreeing on something. It's, it's mm-hmm. a huge lesson for me to learn. Is your husband sort of a naturally physically touchy guy? No. <laughs> oh, he's no. not. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. His love language is quality time. Like he wants people who are important to him, you know, in his presence. He wants to spend time. Mm. He likes to have experiences. And I'm, I call myself a Labrador retriever. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> like jumping up like, Hi, hi, hi. How was your day? Pay attention to me. How can I can I just lay in give, your lap and you can scratch my give head? Give me a hug and tell me I'm a good girl and send me on yes. my way. And he's like, wait, exactly. where are you going? <laughs> we both work from home. We're kind of on opposite sides of the house. And if he comes into my space just to check in, say, how's the day? I'm like, how was your day? How were your calls? Who would you talk to? What have you been doing? So <laughs> I very much have that energy where I constantly am, am looking for him to also be in my presence, but I also want like him to ask, "How was your day?" or "Oh, you look nice today," or "Thanks for doing dishes." Mm-hmm. I I am just like that. We're both the oldest children in our family, but our family dynamics are also very different as well. So oh, okay. I think that probably plays in a lot to it as well. Interesting. I um I have learned to just go after the words of affirmation that I'm looking for. Cause for me, apparently it doesn't have to be spontaneous. Even if I prompt it, it still uh-huh. makes me feel good. <laughs> I so do that. Also. I know that. Oh yeah. So I'm like, I, I dressed up the other day. My daughter had senior pictures. Side Aww. note, the photographer, no show. Can you believe that? What? Um, uh, so crazy. So it's hair and makeup for my daughter that my other daughter did for her that took time, you know, then mm-hmm. it's outfits for her. My, um, our boy who's living with us, his mother was visiting. So she had hair and makeup and outfits. I had hair and makeup and outfits because we we're going to do a couple mother kid shots and then outfits for Michael and the 
doggone photographer no show, but we still got some really good shots. But anyway, so I come out and I'm like hair, makeup and outfit. How often do these three align in my husband's presence? Like once a year, if you know, especially, especially the last couple of years. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, I, I have, I can probably count on two hands the number of times I've straightened my hair since we moved to Montana. And it looks way better straight than curly. Cause it's kind of like an ugly curly, which is kind of bent and frizzy. But I don't care. I just wear it curly because it's a little more humid here. But anyway, so I come out and my husband's sitting in his chair. He's watching me walk down the hall and he's asking me some logistics question. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, seriously, like, you're not going to say anything about this fabulousness walking towards you. And finally, I just did a curtsy and he was like, oh, 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 my God, you look so good. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you're like, line. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah, wonderful. exactly. Prompt. <laughs> I, I totally oh get that. I will do that too. My husband is incredibly intelligent. His brain works like a spreadsheet. It's just numbers and facts mm. and data. And mine is on the, the mass creative side. And so I do have to prompt him sometimes. So I will say like, wow, this kitchen just, I mean, it was a mess a, a little while ago. Gee, I wonder what happened. <laughs> like, oh, then, oh, thanks for cleaning the kitchen. Or you know, taking kids here and there, like, oh, yeah, I barely sat down today. I just came from soccer. And he's like, oh, thanks for taking the kids. So you kind of have to play uh -huh. off that that aspect of it. But I literally will just flop in his lap. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love relationship dynamics. And I could probably talk to you because it seems like you love them too. I could probably talk to you for the next hour about oh, how interesting definitely. our different personality combinations are and yeah, I I think my husband is very factual and black and white too. Mm -hmm. He's like thoughts and numbers and spreadsheets and what and future and what needs to be done to make sure <laughs> yes. we have what we need. And I'm all about intuition and feelings and does everyone have what they need in the moment and how does everybody <laughs> yeah. feel and what deeper meaning can I glean from this and that? And <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's like uh, we're really complimentary for each other, but it's can be kind of bonkers. Yeah, I tell my husband, I said, if there's something I want you to remember, like an important date or an anniversary or something like that, I'm just going to assign a number to it. Like, as it's happening in the moment, <laughs> like, we're at Glacier National Park and looking at these beautiful waterfalls, and I'm just going to, you know, assign a number like 245. And then, <laughs> you know, five years down the road, I'll be like, you remember 245 when we were at the waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he can funny. recall it out of his brain. <laughs> I love it. You're like, I know how your brain works. Here, here uh -huh. I go with my workaround. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. What was the worst job you ever had? Oh, hands down. My worst job I ever had. I was 16 and I worked at the Golden Corral Buffet in our hometown. The hometown that we grew up in, the Golden Corral was like the nice restaurant. <laughs> like oh, wow. if your family came mm -hmm. in from out of town, you took them to Golden Corral. That was really what we had <laughs> okay. growing up. Okay. And it was, mm -hmm. oh, it was just so terrible. And I honestly believe that my boss was uh, a pedophile. Ew. Oh my gosh. He was just so creepy and Ew. just handling the food and the customers were just so rude and entitled Ugh. and it was a buffet like you serve yourself for the most part but everyone was like hey doll can you get me some butter Ugh, for the most part I don't eat salads from the buffet because really they just take the dressing that's been sitting out on the buffet all day and just dump new dressing on top of it ew, ew. I know okay good to know you know taking pudding back to the room and like just picking stuff out of it and like putting it back now what? I am sure that health code changes have 
<laughs> since since no my time is a six currently year old. open yeah. Golden Corral restaurants, right? <laughs> I went to a Golden Corral in Bakersfield, California. It seemed like it was to a much higher standard, but <laughs> mine was terrible. I just I didn't know what to do and so I wanted to quit. My dad told me I had to at least make it a month. And I was like struggling, struggling, struggling to make it. And then I just finally, I like broke down at my friend's house and I asked him if he would call and pretend to be my dad and quit for me. (laughs) And so he did. Oh my gosh, brilliant. He called and he said, you know, she's not comfortable in this environment. She feels like it's very awkward and she's just not comfortable working there. And I was like, oh, thank goodness you're a heaven sent. So yes, that was by far the worst job. Oh, yeah. I worked retail and I worked at gyms. I mean, they had their moments for sure, but I yeah. feel like that one month at the Golden Corral was was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, food service can be really rough. Yeah. I worked a lot at Sizzler as a waitress before I got my skills, you know. Oh, my grandma, my grandpa, and my mom. Sizzler was their jam. Like the steak and shrimp <laughs> at Sizzler, like don't speak against it. That would be blasphemy at their level. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Well, I loved working there actually because it was really great money for an unskilled laborer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I absolutely had so much fun having a grumpy table and like, I will convert these people to jolly people before they walk out the door. And it worked <laughs> a lot of times. And it was just like this little personal challenge that I always had. Yeah. But one time I went into the walk-in fridge to get more cherry tomatoes and I dropped a whole case of cherry tomatoes and they just went rolling like to every corner of the walk-in. Oh, and the no. floor of the walk-in wasn't that clean. And I was like, right. I don't, I don't know. What the heck? What am I supposed to do? Is there a camera in here? And I mean, I had all these like (laughs) sinful thoughts. Like, I'm just going to pick them up and pretend it never happened. Five second rule, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I am a super conscientious germaphobe and I'm an old soul and I was probably 17 year old when that happened. And I have to admit, I put the cherry tomatoes. Now, granted, we wash them before we put them in the side salad, but still, I just put them in the case and put them back on the shelf and I scurried my little bottom out of there because what are you going to (laughs) do? And so, you know, you know, nasty stuff is happening at restaurants if I was behaving that way and I am who I am. So, ew. I I had witnessed many atrocity and malfeasance in the cold storage. So I totally know what you're talking about. That's hilarious. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share and today share more embarrassing stories so the (laughs) audience knows they're not alone. And so we show what kind of connection can be forged by sharing. And it's fun because this is actually, you know, Nikki and I feel like we're connected now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we did share some embarrassing stories the last time we spoke. And so, you know, it's just like happening right before your eyes, guys. But anyway, um, (laughs) what do you have for us today? I will continue on that jobs you had before you had your, you know, your big girl job that you have now. (laughs) So I was working two jobs at the mall where I live. I was working at American Eagle. And I was doing seasonal work at Victoria's Secret for the Christmas holiday. So we live in Arizona. And even during Christmas time, it's still fairly warm here. It's not cold by any means. And at Victoria's Secret, at the time, you had to wear these black blazers, almost like jackets, and long pants. Phoenix? Yes. And they had to be from the same parent company. So they had to be like from the limited. So I had to spend a pretty hefty part of one paycheck just to get outfitted to work at Victoria's Secret. If you've been to Victoria's Secret, obviously there's the the lingerie section. And then on the other side, there was their 
collection where it's all their lotions and perfumes and bath sets and makeup and things like that. Well, I was already exhausted because I had been working. I showed up to the mall at like eight o'clock in the morning for my first job. I had 20 minutes from my other job to Victoria's Secret to change. Didn't eat anything. So I'm living off of caffeine at this point. Super Mm. hungry, super tired. And now I'm like sweating in this very heavy (laughs) black blazer jacket, long pants, high heels. I'm like, oh goodness, this is going to be a day. So it's a couple days before Christmas. So everybody is coming in. They're getting their last minute gifts. You've got the, you know, pervy men who are just lingering (laughs) in there. And then you've got the frantic moms who are trying to fill the. Exactly. So people are just, they're, they're frantic all over. So. I was working over in the perfume section and I was spraying all the different perfumes. And so my jacket was just becoming like laden with all these different scents and it just started becoming very overwhelming. Well, this older lady came in and she said that, you know, she wanted to get something spicy for her husband and she wanted to get a whole thing. So she was getting... (laughs) lingerie, the negligee, she was getting the robes, and then she wanted to get perfume. So by this time, I had been with her for about an hour. We had gone to the fitting room. We we had taken a whole journey together. I learned about their entire, (laughs) you know, 45-year marriage. And we get over into the perfume section and she's sniffing them. And she's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. So we get to the very last one. It was called Rapture. It's a very strong, musky, just, it just assaults your senses. I feel like I'm cringing just, just the way you described it. I'm like, yeah. You just know immediately you're going to have a migraine. You're (laughs) going to have to take five showers to get that smell off of you. And when I had done my orientation, you know, we had tried all of them. I was like, okay, I'm never going to be able to sell this because it is just awful. And no offense to Victoria's Secret. Obviously, it sold very well for a particular demographic. So I go to spray it and she's like, oh, please don't spray it on me. Can you spray it on you? I have very sensitive skin. I'm like, why would you buy this then if your skin is sensitive? But I'm trying to make a sale. So I'm trying to tough it up. So I had sprayed it on my coat sleeve and she said, oh, there's too many smells. I can't smell it. Can you spray it on your arm? So I said, okay, fine. I, I pull up my jacket sleeve and I spray it on my arm. And she, you know, smells it. She's like, oh, it's lovely. I'll buy it. Well, within just a couple seconds, my arm started turning red and <gasps> hives just started going all the way up my arm, all the way on my shoulder, all the way oh my across gosh. my chest and neck. And then I just go kind of stumbling back. And she's like, oh, honey, are you okay? And before I could even answer, I had passed out. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. I wake up and as if the situation wasn't humiliating enough, I had pulled down an entire underwear tower. Oh, oh no. I had crashed into one of the underwear towers that was in the front of the store. I had silk thongs all over me. <laughs> My body is consumed in hives. I'm like hyperventilating. And I look up and my boss is just standing over me like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I just start violently like ripping off layer, like my jacket and I pull off my long sleeve shirt. So I just have like my 
my cami underneath and I'm in my pants, like standing in the middle of the store. And from front to back, top to bottom, I'm covered in hives. Wow. That was yeah. a severe reaction. I know. It was so terrible. Did your boss realize that this was something that you didn't mean to do? Like, I'm not just well, flinging thongs into the I, hallway for no good reason. So not only am I throwing underwear, trying to get myself out of this pile of underwear, I've made a complete spectacle. I'm not getting a sale, I'm guessing, because now everyone's horrified because it looks like I'm transforming into some Marvel character. She may not buy that perfume after all. I know. So they take me in the back and I'm just sitting there itching and hyperventilating. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm 18 years old. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And she's like, just go home. I'm like, what? So then I'm walking through the mall basically with no shirt on, just like a bralette and my pants, carrying my jacket at a distance so it doesn't touch my skin. My skin is red and on fire. So I didn't know what to do. I went back to my other job and my manager was kind of like a mom-ish and I'm like, help me. I don't know what to do. Look what happened. (laughs) She takes me in the back and she gives me some Benadryl and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And then finally, you know, my boyfriend, who's my husband now, came to pick me up and he's like, do you think you're fired? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Oh Luckily, I wasn't, but my sales weren't great because I tried to avoid selling perfume at all costs. So that wasn't great. Yeah. That was a real hazard, a real occupational hazard at that I point. I know. <laughs> I'm just picturing you laying on the floor with thongs all across your face. <laughs> yeah. It was. Holy it was cow. like a curtain of underwear over my face, and I had to kind of like pull them off to see the crowd like standing over me in horror. And as I go to get up even the floor, you know, the underwear is so silky that it's slippery. And so I can't even oh get gosh. any balance to get up. So I'm like slipping. <laughs> trying to gain traction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, damn these silky thongs. I can't get up. <laughs> I did not work seasonal there again. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you know, you were working yourself too hard and your body was like, what the heck are you doing? Take some Benadryl and go to bed. Exactly. (laughs) It just freaked out. Like, nope, we're going to shut this down. Like just when you had your friend call and pretend to be your dad and quit for you, your body is just quitting for you right now. Like we've had enough. (laughs) We're we're not going to size, you know, 65 year old women for lingerie anymore today. We're shutting it down. So... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Has your body ever had all over hives again since then? Yes, it has. Unfortunately, I went on a mom date or like a play date with our kids and and these friends of ours. We went to the Scottsdale Arabian horse show. Everything was fine. We, you know, we were at the show and then we went out to the pen where the horses were warming up for the arena and the Mm -hmm. kids were able to pet the horse and they thought that was really cool. And so we were talking to the trainers and then within a couple minutes, I was like in respiratory distress. I was oh my gosh. in hives again and I couldn't breathe and I was like starting to wheeze and cough and I'm like, you know, I don't want to ruin everyone's fun. So I'm trying to just like play it off like, like oh no, it's fine. <laughs> fine I can't. Fine. <laughs> Always the martyr, right? For everyone else's enjoyment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's getting worse and it's getting worse. And I finally tell my friend, I'm like, I think I need to go. Like I, I'm in trouble. So I'm walking with my three kids and I'm not breathing very well and my body is all broken out 
I know I have an inhaler in the car if I could just get to the car. So we get to the car. I'm like wheezing so bad. I could barely breathe. And I'm so broken out. And the kids are starting to (laughs) cry like, the horses are going to kill mom. What are we going to (laughs) do? And so I'm like, oh, I was trying to think of what to do, like open my airways. (laughs) So I'm itching, 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 and I'm looking through my car, and I have like a pack of Altoids or like mints. And I remembered when my son had pneumonia, if you shock their system with something cold, like take them outside, then it will help open their airways. So I popped like 20 mints in my mouth and then chugged some ice water. (laughs) So my mouth is like on fire, and I have this horrible brain freeze, and now I'm freezing and burning up at the same time from the hives. <laughs> so I'm driving home at kind of like a breakneck speed and my kids are like freaking out. And I told my son to call my my husband from the car and he's like trying to tell my husband, mom's dying. Why are you driving home? She's going to oh pull into gosh. the driveway, bring in her puffer thing because she can't breathe. So I get home and he oh. brings it into the driveway and I'm like, taking puffs from it. And I'm like, get the Benadryl. He's like, what the heck happened to you? <laughs> and then oh so gosh. I popped a whole bunch of Benadryl, took a big long nap and I woke up. And um, as I'm waking up, my son is standing there. He's like, we're not going to lose you. <laughs> <laughs> You're alive. She's alive. She's alive. <laughs> but then I had these like burns in my mouth from having so many mints in there at the same time i'm like oh my gosh my husband's like you are a mess we can't take you anywhere you know your creative genius is getting you in trouble right now sister i like i didn't know what to do i was like i could have drove myself to the hospital i suppose and got like an epi pen that might have made kids yeah i mean right but i i was gonna say um i think you need an epi pen i you you know what I don't, but now I'm I'm totally considering because I don't have any idea what what could do it at this point. I have had reactions from right. perfume, perfume horses. horses, certain kinds of medicine, so I'm sure yeah. it would be advised. I just witnessed my first somebody actually getting hit with an EpiPen. Oh, really? Like a week ago. Mm-hmm. It was not great timing. I got to be honest. I took my kids to get their vaccination, and. The person that was there before us was a nurse getting a booster. Immediately after her shot, she wasn't feeling good. So she was sitting in the chair, and uh, my boys were sitting there kind of looking at her, not quite sure. Then she started having some respiratory distress, and the pharmacist Mm -hmm. had to come out and pop her with the EpiPen in the leg. And the kids were like, "Wow, oh my gosh. And then wide-eyed, like, what the heck are we here for? Like, we're leaving now, right? I'm like, no, no, (laughs) we're going to. We have to do this. And then paramedics showed up and had to take her to the hospital, actually. So it was a whole event. But I had never actually seen anybody other than in the movies. Yeah, I haven't actually either. And I have a lot of allergies in my family, including a child with allergies. And we have EpiPens, Mm -hmm. but we've never had to use them, luckily. So the problem with EpiPens is they're expensive and they expire. But I just feel like it might save your life. I think, you know, being that I'm so unpredictable and these little outings that are supposed to be, you know, fun and entertaining turn into like near death <laughs> experiences, it would probably probably be advice. Your body has some strange reactions. Oh, does it ever? It is <laughs> it is just a barrel of fun, I gotta tell you. <laughs> <laughs> gosh. Okay, tell me the time you got stuck in some pants. Oh my gosh. Okay. I went shopping as part of uh, an exposure 
therapy that I was doing. And I had like a person at one of the boutique places that was helping me pick out clothes, which were admittedly horrendous. And she got me these pair of jeans. And I was like, oh, these are nice, but I don't think these are going to fit me. And she's like, well, they're in European sizes. And so try it on. So I tried them on and I come out and I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way these look on me. And she's like, okay, we'll take them off. Well, easier said than done. I got into the fitting room and I went to pull them off. Have you seen the episode of Friends where Ross gets stuck in the leather pants? The leather pants, yes. Okay. It was like that. I got them on, but I could not get them off. And so I'm in I'm there. I'm to that, that YouTube video yes. for anyone who's not familiar. It's definitely worth seeing. I'm in there in the fitting room and it's a tiny space. So now the claustrophobia between being stuck in the pants and being in the small fitting room are just the walls are closing in. So I start panicking and sweating and I'm trying to pull these pants off and I can't, and they won't go past like the middle of my thigh. So I lay down on the ground and I call out for help to the lady. And I said, please come help me get out of these pants. And she's like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I'm wish I was, but I'm not. So she comes over (laughs) and it was taking brute force. She is pulling as hard as she possibly can. I am bracing myself against the bench, like holding onto it to give her leverage. We are like literally in a tug of war with these pants. They will not move. So I'm sitting there now in the middle of this fitting room with the door wide open, just in my underwear with these pants that will refuse to come off. And I'm just sweating and crying. And the the poor lady is like, I don't know what's happening. And I said, I don't know what's happening either, but we need to resolve this immediately because I'm going to be arrested. Yeah, I'm going to be arrested for (laughs) indecent exposure. So that's what she says. She says, I will cut them off. And I said, the hell you will. These pants say they're $175. (laughs) I am not paying for these pants. I will will suffer this humiliation of you stripping them from my body. So (laughs) I flip over into it like a tabletop position or more like a more like a um, cobra, if you know yoga. So I'm I'm in an arched back mermaid-esque position and I just tell her to pull. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? I reach up under the bench to hold on to the, the legs of the bench. And I said, just pull. And she is pulling with all her might. She has attracted some additional patrons in the store who are watching this go down. She finally gets the pants down to my ankles. I rip them off. I put my pants back on. I don't even put my shoes back on. I don't even button my shirt back up. I just like, I'm out of here. I'm <laughs> She's like, Aren't you going to buy anything? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) No. later. See you never. Exactly. I've cried off all my makeup. So there's just mascara running down my face. My hair is sweaty. I'm super disheveled. And she has the audacity to ask me if I'm going to buy this death trap. (laughs) No, I'm not. She must have been on commission. I think she was because it was like a houty boutique, like a houtsy, mm-hmm. whatever that. I never go there. And so, but my therapist was like, just try things that you don't do regularly and see how it goes. And so when I reported back to her that I was, you know, 
a Chinese finger trap in these pants. I'm like, how is this supposed to help me feel better? I feel worse. I feel worse about this. She's like, you were supposed to like, you know, what not to wear experience, right? Like somebody was going to dress you for your body and your shape and you're going to feel great and empowered. And I was like, now I will live in sweatpants till the day I die because now I have PTSD from the, from the dressing room. Close fitting pants are not an option for me anymore. Nope. Oh my gosh. It was traumatic. I'm sorry. That's so good. That's a rough experience. That makes my experience of getting stuck in a dress at Dillard sound like child's play. I heard that. I heard that. I laughed and it made me think of that. I'm like, you know what? I have been there. It is. It's an experience. Like you're like, okay, the first couple seconds. Oh, this is, you know, oh, this is all right. This is weird. And then it goes on. You're like, okay, then. Then the panic really sets in. Like, yeah, I'm like, going to oh, be stuck forever. I'm stuck. I'm yes. stuck. I'm going to need help. All of a sudden, this private, intimate dressing room is right. feeling very public. Oh exactly. And then the door, wide, you know, swings wide open. So you're on display in this <laughs> moment of humiliation. I, I went out and stress puked into their garbage can. So, oh, my gosh. Oh. So I was, you know, disheveled and barefoot. Um, covered in mascara and sweat and throwing up outside of their boutique in their trash can. <laughs> wow. That is a terrible experience. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's funny now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was not at the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's time to talk about what you've been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too. This is all very retail-based. I just realized today I am loving <laughs> Old Navy's new body quality campaign. So Old Navy started doing a full body-inclusive in-store shopping experience where they are carrying every size from zero, I think, to 30. And the larger sizes, the smaller sizes, they're all the same price for shopping inclusivity. So, you know, they really listened to their customers and heard that friends or family members or whoever, or even, you know, parents and kids, they can't shop together because they didn't have the sizes in store. And now they're making it available. And A.D. Bryant from SNL, which if she's so hilarious, she's the the face of the campaign um, and her commercials and are hilarious. The outtakes from her commercials are hilarious. Um, So it's just, you know, I'll link to some of those too. How fun. It's super (laughs) inclusive. I'm always you know, body inclusivity. I'm always for that. I've always been a huge fan of Aerie, which is American Eagle Softline. They do full body inclusivity. And one of the things that Old Navy started doing as well, and Aerie has been doing this since they launched their campaign, is you can actually see real women of the size of the clothes that you're trying to try on or buy, you know, with those clothes on. So, you know, you don't have to use your imagination to to think if a shirt will fit you, if you can actually see somebody of that same. Well, that's really interesting because I actually very recently did a, a photo shoot for my line of loungewear. And I had somebody representing all the sizes that I sell. And we put all our stats right on the website. Mm-hmm. This is so-and-so. She weighs this. Her bra size is this. Her pants are dress. This is how tall she is. And this is what she looks like in this style, this style, this style, yeah. this style. This is the size she likes to wear. Because I think it makes good sense, especially for online shopping. 
Right. And with Aerie too, you know, none of their photos are retouched either. So you really get to see real women in bras, underwear, loungewear, bathing suits, all of the things that you typically don't get to see or all of the things that you typically see on social media that are highly filtered or retouched. And so both of those lines are just so, so amazing, doing such good things for body equality and inclusivity. I love it. That is awesome. Yeah. Do you have a crazy coincidence that you can tell us about? Crazy coincidence? I have a coincidence in that me and my brother are both married to people named Jordan. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. It makes it very confusing. It does. So his wife is named Jordan and my husband is named Jordan. And so whenever we talk to people, our family, we have to say, you know, your Jordan or my Jordan or, you know, <laughs> her Jordan or him Jordan. So that's kind of a coincidence oh that we have in our family that's, I don't know, necessarily crazy, but yeah, it can get confusing. I think it's pretty crazy. I like it. <laughs> okay. Tell the <laughs> listeners again where they can find you online. Right now, I have writing profiles with Her View from Home, and I have writing profiles with Scary Mommy. My Instagram still isn't public. Still working on getting uh, my own site up and going here. Well, I will be watching out for that. If you get the site up and running, email the link to me, and I'll add it to the show notes for your episodes. Oh, totally. So Nikki, since you are somebody who wears a bra 24-7, I am remembering that properly, <laughs> yes, am I not? Okay. that's me. Yep. I don't know why I didn't ask you this last time. You know, I have pajamas with built-in bras and I would love your opinion about them. I don't know if that would be enough bra for you though. It's like a built-in shelf bra with two cups and it's kind of stretchy and soft, good nipple coverage, a little bit of support, but not like overly supportive. I don't know. What do you think? I think I would probably still wear it with like a bralette or like a oh, like a sports bra, maybe like a really light coverage yeah. sports bra, light impact. So that wouldn't really be a product that would be helpful to you because you're still going to wear something under it. I would probably still wear it though to bed. You know, I would still wear yeah. it underneath like flannels and I would still, because I like the extra coverage. Like, you know, I always yeah. have kind of this zombie apocalypse mentality of like the worst is going to happen. And so who's going to see my nipples? (laughs) No, I need to have good support to like run. Right. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's going to be like, I need food and I need water. And I'll be like, I need that too. But like, give me some bras. So that way I can be like, I can run. I just feel like if it's me versus somebody else running and I'm already supported, I'm going to have a leg up, even if my cardio mm-hmm. isn't, you know, at its peak performance. Absolutely. You don't need the <laughs> pendulum swing of the mask going in the wrong direction. <laughs> right. I need two free hands. I can't have one like holding across my chest and running. Yeah. Like that's yes, not effective. for sure. Yep. The, the t- number of times that I have said, and much to my daughter's humiliation, sometimes out loud in public, I'm not wearing the right bra for this. Like, I'm like, come on, mom, run. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, I'm not wearing the right bra for this. Yes. <laughs> You're like, Lord, mom. I'll send you the link for the website and you tell me yeah. which top or dress you would like to try and I will send it to you. Oh my gosh, that would be great. I would love that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for coming back on the show with me today. It was just as much fun as last time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, you guys, Nikki does not disappoint. She's so funny. And I think she's probably going to be a regular 
on the Fancy Free Podcast. If time was of no limit, I think Nikki and I would start a podcast together. We have so much fun chatting with each other and have so many things to discuss, but we'll definitely at least have her on a few more times. Definitely come back next week. We've had a little bit of a rearrangement of the schedule. Next week is going to be Teresa Bodecker's daughter, Ashley. Ashley has some great stories. You're going to love it. Make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. Also, make sure that you go to shelfyshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com for your amazing built-in shelf bra, loungewear, and pajamas that will change your at-home wardrobe and what you want to wear in the no-bra zone. And if you use the coupon code FANCYFREE, you will get free shipping within the continental United States. And if you're in Canada and you want to place an order, email me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E dot shelfyshop, S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E at gmail.com. And we will look together at what your shipping would be and make it work for you. If you'd like more laughter, sharing, and connection, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. It's our own little private slice of the internet, and everyone in there is a Fancy Free listener who has a ticklish funny bone like I do, so it's so much fun. Have a wonderful week, and remember, no one is as fancy as they look. Bye.